Welcome to the Ask Zach Show. I'm your host, Zach Childs. I've spent the last 30 years working in the music industry here in Nashville, Tennessee, during which I've done everything from touring with major artists like Brad Paisley and Carrie Underwood to playing the nastiest dive bars or even the occasional wedding. This show is all about barreling down the rabbit hole on all things guitar and the music we love. We will cover the legendary players, gear insights, and even some interviews along the way. I hope you enjoy. To support the show, follow the links in the description to find out about my Patreon page. Or go to my store at AskZach.com to pick up a coffee mug or t-shirt. Now, let's dive in. Well, hello, friends, and welcome to Ask Zach. Today, we're going to take a deep dive talking about James Burton's iconic 1969 Paisley Telecaster that he used from 1969 until 1989 with everyone from Elvis to Jerry Lee Lewis, John Denver, Emmylou Harris, Roy Orbison, and many, many others. This is the instrument that he is most often you know, used for recordings and to be photographed in live appearances. And to keep it going, he did quite a few modifications to it through the years. So it had the bridge changed out you know, a couple times. It got a different neck on it. It had the bridge pickup changed out. Uh, all sorts of other things done to it. So that's what we're going to do today. We're going to take a deep dive and we're going to look at all of the changes that James did to his 1969 Paisley Telecaster to keep it going up until he, of course, started playing his signature model in 1989. Today's episode is sponsored by Truefire. I'm so happy to be partnering with them as I've been getting emails for years about online lessons and what was the best source, and I've always pushed people to Truefire. So I'm very happy to be officially you know, partnering with them. So please use the link in the description and use the discount code AskZach30 to get 30% off. Their lesson, their, uh, their user interface is just the best. And they have some of my friends doing lessons, guys like Red Volkart and Tim Lurch and JD Simo. So I highly recommend you check that out. I like the All Access Pass because, of course, that gives you access to everything they have. All right, let's dive into James Burton. So let's just, you know, let's see. You know, of course, yeah, dovetailing with the 52 episode, uh, the 52 was probably getting pretty worn out, and James doesn't like to have a guitar refretted, and Fender gave him a 69 Paisley Telecaster. Now, at first, uh, you know, by today's standard, that's not an outlandish-looking looking guitar, but if it's 1969 and you're playing with Elvis, 
you might have had, you know, second thoughts about pulling out that guitar playing with Elvis. So for the first couple shows, he continued to use his, his 52 telly that was repainted red with Elvis on the first couple shows in Vegas. But then he pulled out the Paisley Telecaster and he used it. And after the show, he was called in to see Elvis. And he was quite nervous because he was thinking Elvis was going to say, don't ever pull out that guitar again. Uh, you know, uh, you know, go back to playing your old, your old guitar. I like it better. It doesn't look crazy. But Elvis said that he liked it and uh, keep playing it. And so that's exactly what James did. James played his Paisley Telecaster on pretty much every show with Elvis until uh, Elvis's passing in 1977. Uh, of course, besides Elvis, of course, he played with a bunch of other great artists and, of course, sessions like Graham Parsons and all sorts of things throughout the 70s and 80s. But uh, let's, let's, let's show a, a photo of, of James and Elvis together in the, in the early days. And, of course, you can see James has his fringe jacket on, and, and the guitar is completely unmodified. It is stock as stock can be. Here we have another shot of the guitar close up. You can see it's got the original three-saddle bridge. You know, nothing, you know, nothing is uh, you know, out of the ordinary. And the guitar stays in this state throughout 69, 70, 71, 72, 73, you know, through the Aloha from Hawaii, you know, satellite performance. But in 74, early 75, it gets some, some modifications. So in this next shot, you can see that two things have been done. One, what's the crazy looking switch in between the volume control and controls? And then you also see it has a new Fender six saddle bridge. So of course Fender had started making a uh, an, a uh, a old style bridge that had sides on it that you could still put a cover on it uh, bridge that had six saddles and it had these little finger type you know L shaped saddles and that was used for some of the you know upper you know like the Fender Telecaster Custom and some of the other guitars got that. So that's on the guitar, which of course allowed him to individually intonate every string. Now, of course, now we know that you he could have just you know you know bent one of the bent the screws on there a little bit to get it to, to intonate better, but he he put a six saddle bridge on there. Now the, the mini switch that was kind of a uh, uh, a mystery for a while until I started finding interviews where he talked about it, and then I actually had the opportunity to talk to James about it a number of years ago, and what he told me was that it was a boost and it kind of, it made it louder and thicker sounding and made it sound more like a humbucker. So let's uh, move on to this. This next shot is of the guitar in the last two months. And so it was on display at the Musicians Hall of Fame. And uh, so I had a chance to, to take a, a couple photos of it. Now, as you can see, the pickup is not the original pickup. So this switch is attached to this pickup. And it uh, basically, the, the pickup has two coils. And it's just whether it's one coil or two coils. At least that's, that's again, that's the understanding. And this was wound by Red Rhodes. And Red Rhodes was a famous hot rodder in Southern California. He would hot rod guitars and amps. 
He would uh, put master volumes on Marshalls and Fenders and put in JBL or Altec speakers and make things you know louder and make it where you could get more distortion out of things. And uh, you know he did work for everyone from James and Clarence White and Bob Warford, you know, to Eddie Van Halen. So we don't. This pickup kind of looks odd. So if you if you look closely, you can see that one, it's flat poles. So that's not the original pickup because the original '69 pickup would have been uh, staggered pole pieces. Uh, and you can see that if you look closely. You can see that it doesn't have any type of twine or, or anything going around the windings. So there are the raw, uh, you know, wraps going around the pickup that you can just see right there. Now, I mean, there, there's probably clear tape or something that's around it protecting it. But also, if you notice, there's a split in the middle. So in between the D and G poles, it almost looks like it's two different coils, almost like a, a P-base pickup or something like that. So. I don't know exactly what's going on here. I know that, you know, that Red Road sold Velvet Hammer Telecaster pickups that were two coils, that were a tapped pickup. And it would have, you know, one output that was a, a low, you know, resistance and one that was much higher. I actually got one of them, not wound by uh, Red, but wound by his son. And yes, it was a, uh, it would go from kind of a, vintage output or maybe even lower than vintage to a really hot thick sound in fact it was very mid-rangey so that's what james did james got this red roads pickup probably in 1974 75 had it you know set with this with this uh little mini switch in between the volume and tone controls and he was able to go from kind of a lower output to kind of a fatter mid-rangey sound now if you really want to hear the difference between his the old pickup and the Red Roads pickup, I would recommend listening to early Elvis stuff uh, like even uh, you know like the Live from Madison Square Garden or Aloha from Hawaii. That's that's probably the best example. Listen to that, and then listen to Roy Orbison's A Black and White Night Live, and you'll be able to hear that the the pickup that the guitar has a lot more mid-range to it and it's a lot fatter sounding. All right, let's move on. So uh, the next, well, let's just show a shot of the, uh, of the selector switch. So you can see that little mini switch. All right, and here is a, uh, another photo of the guitar in the mid 70s. And uh, you can see that it's got, again, it's got the six saddle bridge, it's got the mini switch. And this next shot is one that I just had included because I just had to. And that's James playing at uh, Dodger Stadium with uh, Emmylou Harris. And he's got the guitar behind his back. And this is during the tune Shop Around. So in Emmylou's set, uh, they would do the tune, the old, uh, you know, the old tune Shop Around uh, from Motown. And... In it, James would get an extended solo, and he would usually play the guitar behind his head. And so that is most likely him playing Shop Around. So that's just a fun shot. The next thing that happens with the guitar is the bridge gets changed out again. So it goes from a three-saddle bridge to a six-saddle bridge to a heavy brass six-saddle bridge. So in this shot, you can see that it has a, uh, a brass bridge, brass saddles that are all chrome-plated. 
And this would be either have been made by Schechter or Goto. And because they both made, uh, I think Schechter made it originally, and maybe they had Goto making it for them. But uh, regardless, uh, the, the, you know, the bridges are, are pretty much the same unit. And uh, so that's the next modification to the guitar. Of course, adding that is going to make the guitar sound different. It's going to give it a fatter sound. It's going to give it more, more bass. It's going to give it a little more sustain because you've lost the thin stamped metal bridge and all of a sudden you have thick brass on there. And it's going to uh, give the, the tone a little more you know, shoulder to it, as it were, shoulders. All right, next, the next modification is he adds a second string tree and a hip shot detuner. So here in this shot, you can see there's a second string tree and there you can see the little funky lever sticking up and that's the hip shot detuner, which of course, if you flip it down, it uh, pulls the E string down a whole step down to D and uh, you have to be kind of, I've had one of those on a guitar before. You have to kind of be careful getting it set up properly before you play, but it is a, a nice little gadget that you can have on your guitar. Now, let me show the, uh, this next shot is of the, uh, the guitar not, uh, you know, of course, cropped out. So you can, so, or, or cropped. Now you see the whole shot from a black and white night with uh, James playing with uh, Orbison and Bruce Springsteen and others. Now, I think that this guitar, this version of the guitar, this could have already had the neck swapped out. I think it's, it's possible. I think that he probably had, you know, swapped out the neck because he wore it out. And instead of getting it refretted, I think that he had, uh, I think that he had it swapped out with another neck. And I think it might have even already, you know, been a, a later '70s neck, and so it had a, it came with a second string tree. And I think, I think that's what he did. Next, and the final modification to the guitar is it gets. We absolutely know this is a different neck. So this is either the second or third neck that the guitar gets. So in 1988-89, Fender starts designing the, uh, the James Burton signature model. They use the original neck on his 69 Paisley as the blueprint, as the, you know, as, the, as the neck for it. It's not based on his 52. It's based on the U-shaped neck that was on his 69 Paisley. And I think as part of that, James had them make another neck because this is most definitely a new neck. So here we have a shot of James, you know, where he's holding it to cut the guitar and you can see it's absolutely not the old neck. There's no wear on the fretboard. And then if you go up to this next shot, this is one that I took of the guitar when it was at the Musicians Hall of Fame. And here you can see it has a satin finish. It has a replacement logo on there or, you know, some type of, you know, 70s type Fender logo that doesn't have any of the, you know, patent numbers or anything underneath it. This is not a, uh, a 60s or 70s neck at all. You can see it has st two string trees. Another total giveaway is that it does not have F tuners. F tuners have hexagonal uh, tuner buttons on it, and these have the smooth oval of Cluson. So those are Cluson machine heads on a what is most likely a James Burton signature model neck that they just put a different logo on it and uh, older style you know butterfly string trees on there and uh, and put it on the guitar and so that's how the guitar is of course to this day so you know obviously in the late 
80s, early 90s, it got switched out. That's the that's how the guitar is when you see it in the Arlen Roth's uh, Hot Licks video that he did with James. Uh, it's got the uh, the new neck and uh, you know double string trees, and it doesn't have the hip shot detuner anymore. So yeah, so that's how uh, that's how the guitar you know kind of went through the years, and then he retired it. He's only pulled it out a couple of times. He pulled it out to play with uh, with uh, with Brad Paisley when Brad went down to uh, Shreveport to do the uh, James Burton Guitar Festival. And uh, I asked Brad about it, and Brad t told me that he had asked James to pull out his old Paisley because he wanted, you know, Brad was taking his old Paisley Telecaster, and he said he wanted to appear on stage with another guy playing an original Paisley Telly, and so that's what they did, and I think they played Working Man Blues and some other tunes. All right, there was, you know, of course, a handful of guitars that James played during this era um, that were other Telecasters uh, briefly, uh, but the one that he actually played the most is this 52 Telly. So he used this in the mid-80s, uh, specifically on performances with Jerry Lee Lewis and also with Elvis Costello. So it appears to be just a, a standard 52 reissue telly that in some photos is stock, and then in some of the performances with Elvis Costello, it has EMG pickups. And uh, yeah, that's kind of the, the lone outlier um, you know, throughout, throughout the years. All right, well, I wanna thank you all for watching today. If you've enjoyed it, please hit subscribe. I really appreciate you supporting the show if you've enjoyed what we've done today. Uh, Patreon, there's a link in the description. Also, there's tip jar information. Or you can go to askzach.com and you can check out merch like this It's a Sickness shirt. And again, I want to thank Truefire. All right, guys. I hope you have a wonderful day. And I'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Ask Zach podcast. If you want to dive deeper, check out my website, askzach.com, to find more articles and further info on each episode. And remember, it is the support from you, the listener, that keeps the show going. Thank you, friends.